You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. He's got it! Oh, baby! Every week, Travis Cura. That's Grey yeah. Cup me, which is a different person. And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football. Bring you the latest in CFL news and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Oh, nearly intercepted and And it's over. Ready, set, hunt. Thanks for pressing play on this episode of Tune Out. It's Travis Curra and Sheldon Jones. Let's get, well, actually, first, I got to talk about that hat. Look at yeah. that. That's dope. <laughs> Great cup store. I've always wanted a CFL bucket hat, but with a head uh, about an eight and a quarter hat size, it's always pretty difficult. But it does look like it works on you. Yeah, it's tight. Like, don't get me wrong. I'd like it if it would sit a little lower, but we'll, <laughs> a few we'll try of my it hats out. that were tight. They wear out in about, I don't know, a year after uh, getting headaches with them. <laughs> yeah. My craniums have got a little bit more uh, resistance than the hat material, so uh, with some patience. (laughs) Yeah, we have similar issues there with our big heads. The opposite of Alex from Piffles. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) With his tiny ass head. My current hat, I put like a six-pack of beer on it by accident, so now it is off kilter. And... (laughs) That's if if the structural integrity yeah, of the beak yeah. is screwed in any way, it's just like your that hat is dead to me. It sucks. I know, but I'm too cheap to buy a new one, so I'm still rocking it for now. Uh, we'll <laughs> Get out see. the softball. See if you can reshape it with the softball and some elastics. Like remember when you used to do it? Well, it's kids? more than just the beak, man. It's like oh, oh, okay. I don't know if it's repairable. <laughs> But I still wear it. I don't care. <laughs> Let's talk about the news out of Ryderville that came Monday morning. Uh, Craig Dickinson's contract will not be renewed as head coach of the Rough Riders. But Docker. but general manager Jeremy O'Day getting another three years. I mean, it kind of seems like a necessity if he's going to want to have head coaches seriously looking at coming to Saskatchewan, but that three years is a bit surprising, man. It is. And it isn't like you said, uh, if, if they decide that they're not going to move on, they can't just give him another one year deal. And even a two year deal, just wouldn't be enough to get that quality coach that you're trying to get. It, It wasn't unsurprising. I think, I think a case can definitely be made that the, the Riders fielded a better team this year, talent-wise, than the year previous. I wish that this would have been more of a priority the year before when we were hosting the Grey Cup. But, um, so I, I'm I'm torn because I think he did a better job of getting the tools. I think the season and how it played out was more on the coaching and the people who were playing with those tools. Um, so I, I think it's. I think it's the right move. I think the only way you get rid of him right now is if you know for sure you're getting Kyle Walters. Like if that's, I think the only, there isn't really another slam dunk GM candidate out there, I think. Uh, So we'll see what happens. Uh, It's now up to O'Day to see if he can get that quality guy. And 
I know I'm worried in the back of my head it's just going to be a recycled Lapo or Kahari, which I don't think is what we need. Uh, so, but I, the other thing here is Reynolds has obviously hitched himself to O'Day's success or lack thereof because with him saying you can have back-to-back six and 12 seasons and I'm going to give you another three years. That's pretty much saying you're my guy. And if you're not my guy, I'm out of here too. So if you're we'll a betting man, happens. who's the coach? If I'm a betting man, it's, I, I'd say the favorite has to be Milanovic. That's what um, I'm thinking too. Yep. But I, I know for sure who it won't be. It won't be Henry Burris. <laughs> I think we can get that out of the way because we know how much, that source is worth his stock. I um, would just love to see it, though. Yeah, I, I would. I, I would interview him. He's, he's obviously got some, some, some coaching chops down in the NFL. So, uh, but I think I just want to see the to... chaos. I want to see how many Ryder fans go back in their uh, previous hate, hate of smiling oh, Hank. I'd love to for see sure. It. for sure. <laughs> Yeah. And hey, he can add another uh, franchise to that resume that he's turned around, right? <laughs> That's all. Yeah, he's he's the flipper. So come flip the riders. Let's go. <laughs> Let's uh, stay with the riders for a little bit here, uh, because all of the team nominees have been released uh, for the awards. It's uh, it is uh, time for award season. Larry Dean has. Uh, He's been named, he got the double uh, nomination of MOP and Most Outstanding Defensive Player. Hey, 35 years old, and I don't think we can knock what he did this season. He brought the energy, he brought uh, the consistency, and uh, he's still doing it at an extremely high level. So congratulations to Larry Dean. MOC for the Riders is Samuel Emelis. Uh, special teams player and rookie is Adam Korzak. And most outstanding lineman is Logan Furland, starting all 18 games at right guard. He took a lot of criticism last year for the uh, offensive line woes in Saskatchewan. So I would say, hey, congratulations to Logan Furland taking a big step in 2023. Yeah, I think uh, I think he definitely was the most outstanding offensive lineman. And he's he he did... He had a lot of growth in his second year here. So I think he's the type of guy who you keep going and he can become one of those anchors on the line. Uh, there is a good crop of the young, the young alignment in Saskatchewan. So hopefully they can continue to grow. Yeah. I think that's one of those positions where, especially the state of offensive line now, um, these guys make a big jump. And like I said, there, there's some junior football players that end up playing against guys like Armando Sewell and Willie Jefferson. <laughs> and I, I just think there's an adjustment period. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it has to be given to these guys. And I, I know the lights are on and there's big paid quarterbacks behind them and things like that. But uh, I'm glad he got another year and I think it paid off for him. And I think he's only going to be better going forward. BC and Edmonton also on bye this week. So let's talk about what happened with those teams. For Edmonton, the most outstanding Canadian, uh, no uh, surprise there, is Trey Ford. 
defensive player is uh, Jake Ceresna, Martez Ivy for O-Lineman, Scott Hutter for special teams, and Kai Gray for rookie from the Edmonton Elks. Some news coming out of there, kind of the end-of-season interviews with Chris Jones saying the usual, you know, Trey Ford's going to be the number one going into 2024, but everything's a competition. One interesting note, he said, for the most part, they're going to try to stick with the group that they have. They only have 16 free agents going into this offseason, which in today's climate of one-year contracts, it's actually not very much. Hmm. And they have a very young I think team, especially on defense, especially in the secondary, they had some experienced guys that were hurt and missed a lot of the years. So that hurt them in the secondary. But I I think if we look at teams now and the past few years, the ones with the most continuity seem to get off to a better start the following year. We always look at the teams that spend all the money in free agency and yeah, they won the great cup in February, but when the season comes around, it just seems like they're not able to gel as well. So we'll see where that strategy goes for Edmonton. A little bit different than what we've seen from them the past few years, throwing big money at Kenny the King and Geno Lewis, who will be there next year, things like that. But uh, we'll see if that pays off for them. Uh, Some different strategies from Chris Jones, Sheldon. It's different, but it is the same uh, because typically that first year he weeds out all the players he doesn't want. The second year he brings in the players that he wants to look at. And then the third year is kind of when he rocks with that team that he's built. This The only difference here is we didn't see that win and win total increase in, in yeah. between one and two. So uh, it, it's also kind of funny. Like I know he's saying that there's going to be a competition. They have... Uh, it's either 100 or 150 grand guaranteed tied in with Cornelius's contract. So unless you renegotiate that deal to that's his entire contract, he's going to be the most <laughs> expensive short yardage QB in the game if they don't just, you know, cut their losses with that 150 grand and cut him, right? So I don't think um, they'll cut him, do you? I don't th- no, he's Yeah. No, I th- I think that's yeah, that's just the risk reward that you have with these guaranteed contracts now. The players wanted them and good for them, but when you see what happens here, uh it, it makes you kind of second guess a little bit. Well, and the first two guys that they promoted as getting the guaranteed money were Taylor Cornelius and Jake Mayer. And uh, this year it wasn't really <laughs> it wasn't the best years following the guaranteed money for those two guys. Uh, let's talk about BC Lions award nominees. Uh, Vernon Adams Jr. unanimously named the most outstanding player. It wasn't unanimous, but Matthew Betts has been named their most outstanding defensive player and most outstanding Canadian. Neither was uh, unanimous with the BC Lions. Uh, It was under the radar, but Ben Halatic had himself a great year at linebacker, over 100 tackles, five sacks, a couple interceptions. He's only 24 years old. Either way, they have a pair of great Canadians on defense, and uh, Matthew Betts has a shot at at least taking some hardware home around Grey Cup season. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think it, 
it's tough. I think he's better off with the defensive player one, to be honest. Uh, yeah, because I think I think Brady Oliveira kind of runs away with the the Canadian here. Um, but it's going to be tough, like because there's a cut. Like, are they going to put him out? Like, because it's Willie Jefferson or him coming out of the West, right? So I know the sacks are there for bets, but. Willie Jefferson is kind of the whole package with his just albatross like wingspan knocking those swatting those balls down. So I, I think it's safe to say the defensive player will come out of the West. Um I think it will be Matthew Betts just be I don't know. Do, can you I think it's gonna add, be him? Can you just, add that he is Canadian there? Like to like your like I just don't know, because that's more outstanding, I guess, typically, but I just we'll see. see that the uh, the voters it, will look at the record and think that's pretty sexy and go that way. And I know Willie Jefferson's a disruptor and he disrupts plays in so many different ways. But I, I think they're going to lean bets. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. <laughs> I think like bets was kind of like he, – he had like 10 or yeah. 12 of those like right off the hop and then he slowed down and then he got the last – few at the end here but Jefferson was pretty even the whole the whole season so I don't know if that'll weigh into the 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 judges minds or not too Jarrell Broxton is uh, the most standing O-lineman out of BC Sean White for special teams and Ryder Varga for most outstanding rookie there are three three games this week and none of them really matter here uh, we don't want anybody to get hurt uh, obviously um actually four out of five out of the six teams are playoff teams it's really just ottawa yeah. that uh, those guys are going to be just looking to finish the season out hopefully you know put out a good effort and see what happens next year for those guys but uh, winnipeg plays calgary here and if you're building a fantasy lineup it's going to be tough, man. I think they will put Brady Oliveira in for like one play. One play, yeah. He needs two get yards two to get 1,500. Yeah. <laughs> and then they probably run with Greg McRae or Johnny Augustine. Uh, McRae can line up at receiver, though. So maybe they have both because Nick Dembski and Dalton Schoen aren't playing this week. They've already ruled them out. So we'll see what they do there. As far as receiver goes, maybe Rasheed Bailey is the number one target. Uh, or Brandon O'Leary-Orange. He's had some uh, nice performances over the last couple seasons with Winnipeg. He's a big target. And uh, Drew Brown obviously getting the start there. But let's talk about Winnipeg's award nominees. Where you were right, man. Uh, Brady Oliveira has been their MOP candidate and their most outstanding Canadian player nominee. Now, the Canadian player nominee was not unanimous, or sorry, was unanimous. MOP was not unanimous. You have to assume the other was uh, Zach Kolaris. So Zach is not going to be a three-time MOP here. Brady is going to be in the running for that. Um, It's weird. I think Kolaris had a better chance of beating Chad Kelly for MOP. Now I think it's going to be Chad Kelly. Uh, what, what do you think here? 
Yeah, I think that uh, if you have a, a quarterback versus against running back in this in this award, the quarterback's going to probably take it nine times out of ten. Uh, but I think they're right. Like I said before, Brady Oliveira had a more outstanding season than Zach Claris. I think while this wasn't a down season by any means or a bad season, I think it was like there was some regression on on Zach's part there. He it wasn't the dominant guy. He, you know he. There was a game against Montreal. He threw two pick sixes. There's uh, a few pick sixes there that were a bit of a concern. If those don't happen, he's probably the guy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So like, he's still obviously, you know, top one, two quarterback in the league. Right. So, uh, but what, you know, 1500 yards, if he gets that one play, that's, that's pretty outstanding for a Canadian. Um, We'll see. Like, I, I do think you're right. I do think Chad takes this in a walk now. Well, maybe not a walk, but I do think he takes it for sure. But uh, it's what a great season from Olera. Like It was funny. A couple of weeks ago, it was thought that maybe Zach and uh, Vernon, it would be, you know, the battle of the team mm-hmm. MOP nominees. And now uh, <laughs> Zach's not the nominee. Vernon is. I mean... I'm sure he'll get some votes out of the West, but uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, yeah. Will, Willie Jefferson, the most outstanding defensive player for Winnipeg, that's unanimous. And this is a change, too. Most outstanding offensive lineman for the Bombers is uh, Jamarcus Hardrick. I think one of the great uh, personalities in the league. I love having him in the CFL. But it's like it's been perennially – I screwed that word up – but uh, Stanley Bryant <laughs> – for yeah. a long, long time, and uh, a bit of a change there uh, coming out of Winnipeg. Yeah, um, it sucks, but everyone does, you know, get old. Uh, and and we're not saying he's old, you know, compared to me, for example. But <laughs> uh, in football playing years, he's getting up there. And, and you've seen it this year. He has taken a little bit of a drop-off. Uh, but, again, he's still the anchor on that line. He's still one of the reasons that Zach doesn't get hit as much as he does and can stay healthy and why Brady Oliveira gets 1500 yards. So um, for, if you, if you're on a team and you have another player that can beat Stanley Bryant to get a most outstanding offensive lineman award nominee, that's a pretty good thing. Now uh, special teams is Sergio and most outstanding rookie is Jameson Sheehan. Uh, if we talk about Calgary here and you just want to talk about what's going to happen on the field this week, uh, if Calgary wins, they're the first CFL franchise to reach 700 wins in franchise history. Yay. <laughs> so, I mean, that's an interesting uh, stat to note. Uh Who's going to play? That's that's a massive question. Uh, Reggie Bagleton has been named the team's MOP, and uh, just steady Reggie, you know? Uh, another great year from him. 86 receptions, 1,119 yards, five touchdowns. Good for Reggie. Um, and the most outstanding Canadian was uh, Cam Judge. He, he had himself... A good year. Five interceptions, 106 defensive plays, a career high in tackles. 
Judge has uh, been pretty valuable to that defense. Uh, Micah Alway, the most outstanding defensive player. Sean McEwen is their old lineman. Clark Barnes is their rookie. And Renee Paredes as their most outstanding special teams player. Now, if we talk about what's going to happen on the field this week, I, I don't know if you want to pick any Stampeders. Um but we'll see, like, is Diedrich Mills going to get the ball at running back or Peyton Logan? Peyton Logan had 100 yards last week, um, but we'll see if they want him ready to have the dual attack of Kerry and Logan for the West semifinal because it worked against BC already. Maybe they uh, get Cole Tucker the ball more, Trey Odom's Dukes kind of thing in the receiving core, but Winnipeg and Calgary, Friday night football, uh, just a formality in uh, 2024 preseason week one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm kind of surprised that uh, that judge didn't get the double nominee there. I know Ma- Alway had a few more tackles than him, but those picks and the pick sixes, like, it would have been close. Would have been close. Well, I think people just look at, oh, league leader and tackles. There you go. You get the league nom- leader and should have been – Find or suspended as probably well. I knew, I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton uh, in Montreal here. Now, you want to see vanilla. <laughs> this is Jason Moss vanilla. And not even with the specks of vanilla bean in your ice cream. Like, no. not even this, that high this is This is homemade <laughs> vanilla ice milk with extract, not not real vanilla flavoring. You know, since these teams are going to be playing next week in the playoffs, I, I, I want to – could you imagine if they just went nothing but <laughs> trick plays? No punts, nothing. Just all, <laughs> all craziness. Wildcat offense, flea flickers, everything you can imagine uh, in you this know, game. <laughs> you know, actually, I think that would, to be honest, be kind of smart because then it throws everything Why out not? the window. <laughs> then you got to plan for all this new crap that they throw in there. And then then the next week, you just give a regular game plan and make them waste time on all the other crap. Like on defense, don't even it. rush the quarterback. Just Yep. 12-man <laughs> drop. <laughs> What? (laughs) Or send everyone. 12-man drop, flying V. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, I I would love to see some crazy stuff in this game. Just run it straight time, you know? Nobody gets hurt. (laughs) Hamilton's award nominees this week. Most outstanding player, Tim White. Hey, 1,269 yards, eight touchdowns, 75 catches. Is he going to be playing this week? I'm not sure. But Tim White, he was able to turn it on uh, later in the season and had another great year. And you know what? Simone Lawrence, he ended up having himself a good season here again. He is a five-time nominee for most outstanding defensive player from Hamilton. He's played every game. He's forced three fumbles, 83 tackles, an interception, five sacks, 10 pass knockdowns. Uh, And this year he entered a top 10 tacklers list in the CFL history. So he's had himself a pretty good year. 
Now, unanimous, Sheldon Stavros Katsantonis, most outstanding Canadian. I am excited to see the most outstanding Canadian battle in the East. Is it Katsantonis? Is it Marc-Antoine Ducroix out of Montreal, who has also been uh, unanimously named their MOC? Ducroix had himself a great year. The two safeties, uh, let's see if they battle in the playoffs and have uh, make some plays there. Uh, Mm -hmm. Brandon Revenberg, most outstanding offensive lineman, and Tyreek McAllister, uh, most outstanding special teams player, uh, 25 years old. I think that is a player that Hamilton's going to want to work into their lineup more and more and more. He's got a great potential at only 25 years old. And uh, Taylor Powell, most outstanding rookie for the Ticats. Nothing, nothing, uh, you know, surprising there. Montreal's nominees this this year, uh, Mark Antoine Decroix, I brought him up as uh, most outstanding Canadian. Tyrese Beverett, their defensive player. Their MOP is Austin Mack. Pierre Olivier Lestage is their offensive lineman, and Joseph Zima as their special teams player. While Reggie Stubblefield as their rookie. I actually think, ooh, this most outstanding rookie conversation league wide is an interesting one. Reggie, he's definitely in the run there. Uh-huh. Um, Dustin Crum for Ottawa, Quantez uh-huh. Stiggers for Toronto, Taylor Powell for Hamilton, Jamison Sheehan for Winnipeg, Korzak for Sask, Clark Barnes for Calgary, Kai Gray for Edmonton, Ryder Varga for BC. Uh, I think this one's definitely coming out of the East, and I could see it being Stiggers, Stubblefield, or Powell, really. Hunters are people too, Travis. <laughs> Where have I heard that before? <laughs> yeah. No, but you're right. It's coming out of the East. That's an interesting race. I didn't. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess the good uh, rookies are in the East uh, yeah. this year. Uh, a lineup note this week for the Alouettes. Greg Ellingson might be available. And Kayon Julian Grant not playing. I'm sure Austin Mack's going to get the rest before the playoffs. So... Will they get Greg Ellingson into the lineup, shake off a little bit of rust heading into the playoffs? Either way, that's a nice addition to your receiving core heading into the postseason for the Owls. Yeah, if he can stay healthy. like He's been fighting that quite a bit these last couple yeah. of years. So uh, when he's in there and when he's healthy, he's he's one of the best you know second down targets in the league. So uh, hopefully for Montreal, he is able to get in there and get ready for the playoffs. Could Walter Fletcher be uh, getting the bulk of the carries this week for the Alouettes? If the Owls win, <laughs> being an 11-win team, if you would have told me that six months ago, and I've said it before. I, Some scapegoats, eh? I was, you'd be crazy. Yeah. Like, around free agency time, they didn't have an, or nobody knew what was going on with ownership. They didn't really participate in free agency when it opened. Yeah. They were so behind the eight ball. A credit to them for doing what they've been able to do this year. I think everybody had Montreal written off, Ottawa and Hamilton taking a step. But it was Montreal that really 
stayed consistent here, even though they lost Trevor Harris, they lost uh, Geno Lewis. I think this season has to be considered a success for them. Well, we'll see what happens in that East semifinal. As far as Hamilton goes, uh, if you're looking for guys to play this week, uh, Omar Bayless maybe, Sean Thomas Erlington, Keandre Smith. Smith's currently in my lineup, but uh, I'll have to try to, you know, follow what happens in practice or the depth charts kind of things here. I got to ask you, do, like when the playoffs roll around for the Ticats, are they going to go back to a one quarterback system or kind of do what they've done over the past few weeks here? I think you got to do what you do to get to the dance. So I think uh, they, they've had success with this kind of tandem offense that they've been doing. Yeah. Uh, you, It kind of, I don't know if it's just been throwing defensive coordinators for a loop. They're not uh, knowing what's going to happen when different packages are in there. I'm not sure, but um Bo has actually looked pretty strong when he came in in his limited time, and then they they go to Schiltz, and Schiltz just kind of puts the hammer down and yeah. you know runs and manages the game. Like if you if you have Bo as your gunslinger and your change of pace quarterback, and then have Schiltz be your game manager, that's uh, I'm not going to say they're the level of the quarterbacks, but that kind of reminds me of like a Kent Austin, Tom Burgess, how the Riders won the Grey Cup in '89, right? So. I think if you're Hamilton, if you're Scott Milanovich, you got to keep doing what's working. So if if you put you probably start Bo in the playoff game, I would assume if he's healthy, he's he's got to be your number one. But if if something happens, I think the leash is pretty short. But I don't know if that's a leash to like completely get yanked out of the game, but just to change the pace, go to Schultz for a while, put Bo back in. We'll see. Well, and I think Schultz is always a threat to run. Mm-hmm. Bo's not really, so the defense kind of is prepared for a run. Schiltz can hit you with the pass yeah. too, so yeah, uh, maybe that's what it's just doing—just keeping uh, defenses on their heels. It'd be interesting to see the strategy that they use going into the playoffs here. Toronto and Ottawa wrap up the CFL season on Saturday. We will talk about Toronto's award nominees here. Chad Kelly, obviously, uh, the the unanimous decision as the uh, MOP out of Toronto. Second in QB efficiency. He's got eight rushing touchdowns. He's third in passing yards. He's got 23 passing touchdowns. You know, and, and that's another thing. Six months ago, I was really unsure about Toronto going into the season with him as their starter. Uh, I mm-hmm. thought that, of course, he's got a good system around him, a great defense, and and uh, a good steady core to rely off of. But uh, he stepped up and, man, made some plays and has become one of the most exciting players in the CFL. So congrats to him. Uh, Dijon Allen has been named their most outstanding offensive lineman. Royce Mechie as their Canadian. Javon Leak as their special teams player. Quantez Stiggers unanimously their most outstanding rookie. But Adarius Pickett, the most outstanding defensive player out of the Argos. 
I thought that was an interesting choice because Winton McManus has had himself quite the year as well, but Pickett had 97 Mm. tackles, 18 on special teams, two fumble recoveries, five sacks, a forced fumble, so he was also all over the stat sheet as well. That linebacking core in Toronto, that's uh, a force to be reckoned with, man. Yeah, I think it's kind of plug and play. You could pick either one of those guys and and be right here, maybe. Um, going back to Chad Kelly, I think his his only being in his first year as an as a starter and the uncertainty that came with that that lends to the Ward name outstanding. I know every year we have to kind of say it that it's not most valuable. It's not best. It's his most outstanding player, and so you have to you have to factor everything in. Like he may not have, he not be leading all categories, but when you take what his his body of work as to his place in the team when the season started, that's what's going to win Chad Kelly this award. Andrew Harris back at practice for the Toronto Argonauts here as he's nearing the end of his stint. Uh, on the six-game injured list. He, uh, I guess, has been running with energy. The team was energized to see him at practice. And look, winning the Grey Cup with Winnipeg in 2019, winning again in 2021, winning again last year with Toronto. (laughs) He has become, you know, Mr. November. Uh, Three-peat, he's now got three pretty big rings he gets to put on the mantle. Can he make it four? We'll have to see because uh, a fresh Andrew Harris. Look, the veteran has a lot of mileage on those wheels, but he's only got to play two games in November, man. Yeah, they've, they've done... They've done what should be done with him at this stage of his career. They stashed him away on the injury on the 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 sixth game, kept him fresh. Now he's miraculously recovered when playoffs are about to start. Shake off a little rust, and then he's he, he's your thunder when you have a lead as your lightning, right? So, uh, do I like him? No. <laughs> <laughs> is is this gonna work out for the Argonauts' favor? I believe so, yes. And finally, we can have a CFL without Andrew Harris. No, <laughs> wow. Respect, respect to him. Those supplements are great. Hey, you still got to put in the work. Like, Oh, yeah. Because yeah. if you could Clang just take bang. supplements and be exceptional, I'd be exceptional. But I'm not. <laughs> well, <laughs> you just got to ask Andrew where he gets his stuff from. Not, It's not from, it's not from Safeway, Travis. Yeah, but... I would still have to take the supplements and put in the work. I can't just take a supplement and go have a double quarter with cheese, no onions, please, and uh, just be exceptional. I can exceptionally grow facial hair. That's about it. Maybe one day that the the dream would be that. that <laughs> the dream is being able to take something and be Arnold Schwarzenegger. But, Those? Uh, those onions on the QPC, you need to have those. Those, no. are, those are fantastic. Way better than those rehydrated crap that's See, on the See, I'll eat doubles. the rehydrated onions from McDonald's. Of course McDonald's. you will. You're a child. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like raw onions. Uh, if they were sautéed and caramelized, yeah, I'd take them all day long. Okay. All but, right. 
Oh, but wow. I I don't know. Onion breath, it's, it just tastes like an armpit to me. So uh, right. red onions I can do, maybe pickled onions. But see, like I can get down okay. with the onion. So you're just not one of those guys who, oh, chives are too spicy. I don't like onions. No, I'm not that. Not, not, I'm not that. <laughs> so my wife. Fry them up and then I'm in. But All right. fry anything up and I'm probably in. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ottawa's award nominees. Uh, poor Ottawa. Although, <laughs> hey, Devontae Williams, uh, he's had yep, himself yep. a good year. Uh, good yep. for him. Uh, Bryce Carter is their uh, most outstanding defensive player. Cleon Lang as their Canadian. Jacob Ruby is their offensive lineman. Brandon Dandridge is their special teams player. And uh, Dustin Crum as uh, their rookie this week. Uh, what are we going to see? From the Red Blacks. So are they going to get Tyrell Pigram uh, some reps behind center just to see what he can do when he's not on short yardage or running the ball? Devontae Williams, uh, do they just let him run wild on the last game of the season? I, I'm not sure. Um, Toronto, Everything... we know that Dukes is going to start. How much are they going to give the ball to Brian Scott? It's just one of those things. Yeah, I think for Toronto, you want to keep things going the way they are. Yeah, throw you want to you want to get Dukes. I think at least three quarters of that game just to you know see what he can do in a full game situation. Um, but if you're Ottawa, you're playing everyone and anyone. You need yeah. to see like this is a preseason game. This is to see who actually still cares and is still wanting to play for their position next year. So we should see every quarterback. We should see every running back. Like. Bob Dice needs to figure out who he's going to bring back if he is back. Toronto wins. That's a 16-2 and two season. Yep. But the 16-2 the and two seasons in the past did not end well. So. No, they did not. <laughs> <laughs> Are they superstitious? Probably just a little stitious, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you my fantasy lineup, man. It, it's... It's, it's weird. What like it I'm going in with $24,000 salary left. <laughs> yeah. But you're going you you're on a mission this week. I am. I am. I don't know if I'm going to win the jelly beans, but I'm going to try, brother. Uh <laughs> you, you want to know something funny? This whole time I thought the guy who's in first place was our buddy Matt Damon. It is not Matt Damon. <laughs> I thought it was him this whole time. Like Boston so. Matt Damon. No, no, Toronto, Matt. No, oh. no. Oh, <laughs> he's not going to like that. We did he's that. Not? We, we put him through that in high school. He was not a fan. Oh. Like the Goodwill you know, hunting, the team. No, no, no. The team America, Matt team. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got the Argos defense. I've got Cameron Dukes at QB. Mm -hmm. Daniel Adababoye. <laughs> okay. Uh. Devontae Williams, I don't know. I got Rashid Bailey as my WR1. Okay. Are you copying me? No, you're copying me. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Okay, I got Keandre Smith of the Ticats as my WR2. Is that a okay. copy or no? No. And I have Richie Sindani in my flex. I don't okay. know. <laughs> 
he had two catches against the Riders last week. That is a complete risk. Mm-hmm. But there it is, brother. <laughs> okay, well, I have the Toronto Argos defense. Cameron Dukes, Adebaboye. I have Augustine as my other running back. Okay. Uh, I have DeVar, DeVars Daniels okay. as a receiver. Rashid Bailey and my flex. I don't know how much he's going to actually pay or play, but I had so much money left over that I just had to put Bagleton there. Yeah. <laughs> they should double the lineup size for this week. They should. So you could start like 20 guys. <laughs> they should do a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> That's Pick funny, em. though, that we have five of seven that are the exact same. <laughs> I suck at fantasy, so what does that say about you? Uh-oh. I'll have it be known. I sent you my lineup yesterday, so I'm thinking you copied me. To be honest, I did this five minutes before the show, and I completely <laughs> forgot what you sent. So maybe it was subliminally in there, but I don't think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick <laughs> Calgary, Montreal, Toronto. Okay. <laughs> I did not. Montreal and Toronto, yes, but I am picking whoever Calgary is playing. Winnipeg. <laughs> Winnipeg, yeah. I didn't have it up. I just, yeah, I'm tired. But yeah, I think I still Thanks think Winnipeg's listening. backups are Find better than Calgary's backups. Like so Winnipeg. I don't know. If they put Tommy Twitter. Stevens in there, that guy is a uh, Hulk among men. I would. Honestly, that's one thing I would like to see if Tommy Stevens can do anything other than just truck the hell out of the <laughs> on short yardage. I'd they like should run short yardage, short yardage every day. <laughs> short yardage? Did I say that? <laughs> that's the title right there. <laughs> but yeah, they they totally should. He can get four yards a pop. Like the game would be over in well, I, minutes. I want. I want to see if like if Tommy Stevens can be like a Strevler but better, like yeah, Strevler with too. an arm, like, and then the, hopefully the Riders can sign him eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't mean to uh, you know temper the enthusiasm of Week Twenty One of the CFL season, but uh, we're just warming up for the playoffs, brother. Mm-hmm. I I just hope that these three games offer some sort of entertainment value for us because, uh, and I'm the kind of guy who does watch every single preseason game that I can, and uh, I I do like watching it, but I just the one game that worries me the most obviously is Hamilton and Montreal because I think it's just going to be so <laughs> bland. But, but you know, sometimes. I, we we see names that there's always somebody in these games that will have a big one mm-hmm. and they might be and and actually there have been times when like a practice roster guy comes on in the last you know couple games of the season or whatever it is and then blows up in the playoffs and surprises everyone or will jump into the scene next season and be a yeah. big piece of their team so that'll be something to watch in week yep. 21. Anyway, uh, you can rate, review, and subscribe to Two and Out on your favorite podcatcher. You can check us out on YouTube as well. Uh, like and leave a comment there. And then uh, support the show on Patreon. We really appreciate uh, your support. You get early access to the shows if you are a touchdown tier subscriber. 
thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll be back on the weekend. And then, of course, the playoffs are here. Yeah. LFG. Stress-free playoffs for fans of the Elks, the Rough Riders, and the Red Blacks, everybody else. Enjoy the stress. Uh, (laughs) We'll talk to you after week 21. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter. 